Arizona Cardinals free agent wide receiver Michael Crabtree received an offer from the club, but the two sides could not agree to terms. He was released by the Baltimore Ravens in February after one disappointing season with the club and remains a free agent looking for a new team. Continuing to address their offensive line deficiencies, the New York Jets acquired guard Alex Lewis from the Baltimore Ravens for a 2020 conditional seventh round pick Monday. Lewis had announced Monday morning that he was being released by the Ravens, but they found a taker before placing him on waivers. And in the NBA, eight-time All-Star Vince Carter has agreed to a one-year contract to return to the Atlanta Hawks for his final NBA season. The 42-year-old Carter will play his NBA record 22nd season, where he will spend a second straight year mentoring one of the NBA's youngest rosters, which includes seven players under 23 years old. I'm Chris Pavona, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Number two, the action hour is here for the BFFs. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, EY still around. It's Eric Young. As I'm trying to figure out how to break down these quarterbacks, and I'm really having a lot of trouble. And I'm fine moving Russell Wilson and Drew Brees down because they don't throw the ball enough. Maybe Russell Wilson will come back up, like you said, because the defense won't be good enough. Then I have the Jameis Winston, and I have no idea again. Like, I know, EY, you have Jameis Winston very high. You're just buying the Bruce Arians offense? Yeah, yeah, and I'm in... To me, Jameis Winston, uh, look, at I've liked him since he came into the league, and I think it's a mental thing for him, and I think uh, a change of coach, being a year older, it's, go- it's going to help. I, that's my belief. You know, look, it is a risk because he's a bit of a basket case, um, but I feel like having not having Fitzpatrick there, they're going to lean on him. It's going to be very apparent that it's his job, and they're not going to just pull him out and put Fitzpatrick in. And I, I believe in the Arians' offense, and I think they're going to have the defense is going to be awful, um, just like Frank was saying with with Seattle. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense is going to be bad, which means they're just going to be behind, and he's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I have Jameis Winston inside my top twelve quarterbacks here. I have him. Just behind Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and I have Jared Goff as my QB 11 just because we've seen Jared Goff do it before last year when all of his weapons were healthy through the first 10 weeks. Jared Goff was the QB 3 overall. While we're hoping Jameis Winston can take that next step, we haven't necessarily seen him do it over the course of an entire season before, but I am still excited about him. Like I wouldn't mind getting him as my QB 1 if I play in a one-quarterback league. The positives are... If you watch him play, he can make any throw on the field. There were a few times last year where he would just drop the ball in perfectly to guys like Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, and I would just be left in awe. I would I, Scratching my head, because these are the types of plays that Jameis Winston can make. He's uber, uber talented. We've seen that in the past. You know, 7.6 yards per attempt in his career. His completion percentage has improved each season in the league. Last year, he averaged a career high. 
25 rushing yards per game as well. So he doesn't have the same rushing upside as Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, but he adds a little bit with his legs to counteract the negatives. 58 career interceptions in 56 games. That's just not going to get it done. And and he's talked about that a lot. Bruce Arians has talked about his decision-making. He's got to get better. 38 fumbles to go on top of those interceptions in his career. Like there's just there's just no doubt he has to get better. The weapons are there, everything is in place. The vertical passing attack style that Bruce Arians is going to employ in this offense. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, we're all excited about the weapons. We have to be excited about the quarterback who is throwing them the ball. That is Jameis Winston. Uh, I think that the upside is there. Unfortunately for him, I think that the downside is a little bit lower than guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray just because... He doesn't run as much. He doesn't run as much, and he's going to be more turnover-prone than those players. No doubt about it. And I think the upside for Jameis Winston has me moving him up. I made some adjustments since we were since you guys have been talking, in all yes. honesty. Um, I have Jared Goff now at number 9 for me, followed by Murray and Lamar Jackson, which I think is okay. Um, I have Winston here sitting at number 12, Followed by Ben Roethlisberger at 13. I moved Russell Wilson and Drew Brees down to 14 and 15. And I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, so I I have Winston at 12. I have uh, Big Ben as my QB 13 as well. Coming off uh, a massive volume season in terms of passing attempts last year. Threw for over 5,000 yards. Finished as the QB 3 in terms of fantasy points per game last year. When we did the Steelers preview, Greg, we went over his home road splits. They weren't nearly as drastic last year as they have been in years past. And I've continuously said this about Ben Roethlisberger. To me, he's poor man's Baker Mayfield, and you're getting him like 40 picks later in fantasy drafts right now. Like, Baker's not going to add a lot with his legs, and we still really do like the weapons for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They still have a really good offensive line, a really good rushing attack. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of people are excited about Vance McDonald. We're talking up Dante Moncrief. We're talking up James Washington. Again, if we like all these weapons and we expect the volume to still somewhat be there for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, then we have to like Ben Roethlisberger. And he's just he's going later in drafts because he's kind of just like the old reliable, sure. right, Craig? Like, people Absolutely. don't look at him as someone who has upside. He's QB 14 in terms of ADP right now. But people don't realize he finishes the QB 3 in fantasy points per game last year. I mean, what more can you ask for? Ben Roethlisberger was great. I expect him to be great once again. If I end up with him as my, uh, as my QB 1 whether it's a one-quarterback league or a super flex league, perfectly fine getting Ben Roethlisberger there. Absolutely. Ben Roethlisberger, as a, uh, in a super flex, or as your single quarterback, is old reliable, and that's okay. I want to ask you, do you... Go ahead. The majority of your leagues, are they super flex or are they one-quarterback leagues? One-quarterback leagues, majority. Okay, so you play in, like, what, maybe one super flex league? I do, yeah. Okay, so for me, if I'm playing in a one-quarterback league, the reason why, again, I have Jackson and Kyler Murray ranked as highly as I do is because when you play in a one-quarterback league, You want to draft the players who have the most upside, specifically the quarterback position. You want to draft quarterbacks who have the most upside. Because of their rushing ability, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson just have more upside than Goff, than Ben, than, you know, Jared Goff in this range. Just because of what they can do with their legs. Again, like Tim Tebow was fantasy relevant because of what he did with his legs. So, because of that, if you play in a one-quarterback league... I'm taking those guys ahead of some other quarterbacks in this range. If you're playing a two-quarterback league, it's a little bit different because there's not just going to be a waiver-wire quarterback that you could pick up and lean on if they suck. So if I take like a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson in a super flex, I'm going to make sure that I get someone who has a safer floor, one of these veterans, to counteract that as my super flex. But in a one-quarterback league, Greg, you want upside, and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson just have a ton of it this season. 
Absolutely. The upside for Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, it does not get bigger. But when we talk about old reliable, when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger, that leads me to Phillip Rivers. It leads me to Tom Brady. And yet, I haven't heard Tom Brady mentioned by anybody here. Tom Brady, a guy that was uh, forever a top 10 quarterback. Are you drafting Tom Brady this year, Eric? No, I, I mean, I've got him so far down. And I think, like, look, like, you know, talking amongst ourselves, we're, we're guys that are, are immersed in this community, immersed in, in analysis and reading stuff and stuff. In most of your leagues, Tom Brady's going to go way before he should because of the name value. And way before I'm ever going to, I, I likely won't own him anywhere. Maybe some some two quarterback leagues, but uh, very unlikely. He's way down for me. I have him higher than everybody else does. That's okay. It's TFP. We'll man. talk you out of it. It's TFP. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we'll wrap up the quarterback conversation. We've gone a little bit longer than expected, but that's kind of how we roll here. You, we're getting running backs done in two days. You're nuts. Running Sorry, backs to take us through the end of the week. <laughs> um, we'll try our best. I mentioned Tom Brady. You said you were going to talk me out of it. How come? Yeah, just overall, it's just one year older. The guy has been awesome for his entire career. It's been an extremely long career. But now, one year older, he's like, what, 42 years old? Mm-hmm. He finished as the QB 14 last year. He just, just in this climate of fantasy football right now, with as many quarterbacks that we have that can add fantasy value with their legs, in order to be fantasy relevant just throwing the ball, you really have to do something spectacular. You have to throw for... 4,500-plus yards, 5,000 yards. You have to throw for 30-plus touchdowns, 35 touchdowns. Those are just not statistical marks I would expect from Tom Brady this season or even really to come close to it. Like He's probably in that 4,000-yard passing range, maybe 25 to 27 passing touchdowns, which is fine, and he'll probably help the Patriots win a ton of games this year. But from a fantasy perspective, there are just other quarterbacks that are going you know, right around him or either a little bit behind him that have a little bit more upside based on what they can do with their legs. You know, Josh Allen, it sounds crazy to say, right? How can you take Josh Allen over Tom Brady? Tom effing Brady. That's right. But from a fantasy perspective, I mean, what Josh Allen can do with his legs, I mean, there's just higher upside there. Similar thing with Dak Prescott, right? Like, Dak Prescott, there's no doubt he's not a better quarterback than Tom Brady. But we have to separate ourselves from reality when it comes to fantasy football. Dak Prescott has now played three years in the league. He's been a top-12 quarterback each season he's been in the league. And he's given you six rushing touchdowns every year he's been in the league. And once Amari Cooper came over last year, their offense got even better. And they leaned on the pass even a little bit more. So there's a lot to like about Dak Prescott again. I mean, his upside is just higher than Tom Brady going in a similar range, Greg. I understand the upside with Josh Allen. And, and, and Sean Guastamacchio always speaks to us. He goes, listen, you like Kyler Murray. You like Lamar Jackson. How do you not like Josh Allen? How do you have them so far uh, separated? And... For me, it's like the upside is not as high with Josh Allen. That's why Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are ahead of him. But I agree that you're excited about what Josh Allen could do. But And we do have to strip the name off the back of the jersey. 
But I do feel like the, the floor is like still pretty strong for Tom Brady. I, I don't know. I, he finishes the QB 14 overall last year, and this is how I feel about Phillip Rivers. Okay. Where they finish is not really indicative of how they help you on a week-to-week basis because they are compilers, what they do. And Phillip Rivers last year finishes QB 11. Tom Brady finishes QB 14. But those guys played all 16 games, which is fine. I mean, I don't want to use that as something against them. Clearly. In a super flex league, if I end up with one of these guys as my second quarterback, that's fine. But they are compilers. On a per-game basis, they're just not going to be as good as guys like Mitchell Trubisky or even Josh Allen or even Dak Prescott. I really do believe that uh, just because, you know, again, they have to do something spectacular with their arm in order to make up what those other players do with their legs. And that's the biggest difference. So to me, I'd rather take Trubisky. I'd rather take Josh Allen. I'd rather take Dak Prescott because of that rushing upside uh, when it comes to comparing them to quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady, who are great real-life quarterbacks, but not necessarily as good in fantasy anymore. You mentioned Dak Prescott. Eli, where do you have Dak Prescott? I got him pretty high. I got him one below Cam Newton. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so he's at 12, I think. 12 or 12 or 13. Um, yeah, I, I like Dak. Like like uh, Frank was saying, he gets rushing touchdowns. He's done it every single year, and that's just an added an added bonus. Also, I think he made a huge, huge leap forward with his passing last year, adding Amari Cooper, a guy that I'm super high on. He showed the kind of receiver that everyone has always thought he was when he left the Raiders in the in the Cowboys. He came in mid season, doesn't know the playbook, doesn't know nothing. He was was scoring touchdowns, gathering yards. He wasn't super consistent, but I think learning the playbook a whole year, a uh, whole offseason with the, the playbook and, and gaining more uh, rhythm and more uh, chemistry with Dak will only improve both of their, their standings. And I think Michael Gallup takes a huge step forward. So Dak's a guy that I really like. Yeah, I saw you draft Michael Gallup pretty early in your draft over the weekend, so you can understand why you're high on Dak. What about Josh Allen? Where's he for you? I got him in the bottom of the, like the the um, the upside guys. I've got uh, I actually have Roethlisberger, then Trubisky, Lamar Jackson, then Josh Allen, and then that's one above Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's right around my quarterback uh, like fifteen to eighteen kind of area. Couple of other guys I want to mention. Okay, yes, okay. yes, sir. All right, couple of other guys I want to mention: Mitchell Trubisky and Jimmy G. These are two young guys where I think the consensus is like, whatever, they're, you know, number 20 and 21, give or take, on the most lists, give or take. But they can finish pretty highly, not because they're going to run, but because they're going to be your standard Drew Brees-style quarterback with throwing the ball more, although Trubisky has more athleticism than Jimmy G. What do you think about these guys, Frank? You're not drafting as your QB1, but in the Superflex, you obviously are. Yeah, in my opinion, Mitchell Trubisky is criminally underrated for fantasy criminally purposes underrated. this year because of what he offers with his legs. Once again, I mean, you're going to see this is a constant theme this year at the quarterback position. There's no doubting this, and there are reports coming out today and recently out of Bears camp that Matt Nagy is like visibly frustrated with Mitchell Trubisky, his, his inability to throw the deep ball. He needs to get better as a quarterback. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But last year, through Week 10, before Mitchell Trubisky got hurt, he was the QB7 overall because of what he does on the ground. 
421 rushing yards last year, was fifth most among quarterbacks. He had three rushing touchdowns as well, so he can be used in the red zone as someone who can rush for touchdowns as well. And overall, I mean, they have a really good core of weapons for him. It's it's Allen Robinson. It's Anthony Miller, who we're all excited about. Trey Burton, who is hurt right now, but seems like he's going to be good to go. Tariq Cohen, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. They draft David Montgomery as well. Still have a really good offensive line. My opinion, Greg, Mr. Trubisky, I have him ranked as my uh, QB 17 right now, just behind Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Like, I could be talked into moving him ahead of Drew wow. Brees as well, which it, it just sounds crazy, but what he was doing last year before he got hurt, he was the QB 7. He showed us what his upside can be. One more year in the league, I would expect him to get even better as a passer. We've seen accuracy issues still for Trubisky, and of course, one of those games, you know, six touchdowns in a single like, half yep. last year. So, again, that counts, not taking it away from him. I don't know that he can do that ultimately again. Jimmy G, coming back from the ACL injury, uh, I'm interested. I also, we talked about this during the break, I have Sam Darnold high. I don't know, I think Darnold's going to have a good year for the Jets. I just don't know how much volume is going to be there. I, I still think that they're probably going to be play at a slow pace, as Adam Gates has done each of his three years in Miami. As a head coach. As a head coach there. So now he's head coach of the Jets, and he's calling plays here, and they played at a, a very, very slow pace in Miami. So I worry about volume for Sam Darnold. I think he has upside because of you know the weapons. Just having Le'Veon Bell there obviously is going to help. Obviously, we like them You know, bringing in Ryan Khalil, addition to the offensive line. They have Robbie Anderson. They have Jamison Crowder. It's not like they have the best group of weapons here. Sure. He's athletic. He can make a few plays with his legs. You know, would it surprise me if Sam Darnold makes a you know Mitchell Trubisky like jump this year? No, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe not as much rushing. Uh, so that's why I have him as my my QB twenty four. Um, I have my my tier three, which is basically if I got any of these guys as my second quarterback in a super flex, I'd be good with it. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Trubisky, Josh Allen, Philip Rivers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady. And Kirk Cousins, I just feel like the Vikings uh, want to run the ball a lot more this year. And we saw that down the stretch with uh, with Kevin Stefanski as the OC. Worth mentioning, Gucci, Garoppolo. Shout out to Chris Venture, the closer downstairs. I mentioned them. I have him as my uh, my QB 20. Uh, I expect the 49ers offense to be better mm-hmm. overall. The weapons are good there. Dante Pettis, they're not, you know, they're not world beaters. It's Dante Pettis and, and George Kittle. They're fine. Uh, the offensive line is going to be really good as well. Uh, but again... He's got to do something phenomenal with his arm because he doesn't really add anything on the ground, Greg, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Are there any quarterbacks, EY, that you want to mention in the next minute before we wrap up our quarterback conversation? Uh, I feel someone like uh, having Phillip Rivers as your number two. I believe that the offense will be increased and even what it was last year. Mike Williams is going to come on pretty strong. We know what Allen is. Um, and, and having Hunter Henry back fully healthy, we talked about it the other day. Yeah. I love Hunter Henry. He's my number four. And look, Phillip Rivers is steady. He's not going to run the ball, but he's going to throw it. Having him as your number two quarterback in a super flex, I think is about as safe as it gets and you can get him later. Go with a high upside guy. Uh, like I would love to have Kyler Murray as my one and him as my two. Like I feel like that's tough to beat as a quarterback stack. Um, so that's a guy that's just not getting a lot of respect. And I don't mind Sam Darnold either. Thank you. Uh, 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. No more EY for the day, as uh, our quarterback conversation seems complete, Frank. We're trying our best. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like exhausted. There's a lot of quarterbacks to talk about, man. It's a really deep position. I mean, there's even guys later on that we didn't talk about as like QB3s in Superflex League. Sure. Nick Foles moving over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, again, with Stafford, adds nothing with his legs, and they want to run the football there. It's QB3, man. Yeah, it's fine. As you can, like, I, Ideally... You know, someone's going to end up with him as probably their QB two, potentially. So, uh, yeah, probably, probably. That, that happened in the super flex uh, flex draft on, yeah, on Friday. They, they probably wasn't looking at the right. So I think someone won't. ended up with like Brady and Stafford as their two quarterbacks. Not a lot of upside there. I would like that as a two three. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fine. Yeah, if you have just Lamar Jackson ahead of that, exactly. that'd be pretty nice. That's a nice, that's a nice, uh, nice threesome yeah. there. The NFL season is now upon us. You can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by sending their lineups using DailyRoto.com's DFS Lineup Optimizer. You can become one of the countless number of people who've won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using the DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering. Or get access to all of them with a Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions of DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com. The promo code, it's ACTION. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Anything else with the quarterbacks, Frank, before I move on to some baseball? No, I mean, I think we pretty much hit on it. We were just talking about this in the chat as well. I mean, this is about as deep as I've ever seen the quarterback position. It seems like we say the same thing every single year, but that's why, you know, we're pushing people to try and jump into the Superflex format a little bit more. You know, even in your home league, give it a try for a season. If it turns out you don't like it, then next year you could change it back to a one-quarterback league. It's just, you know, let's put some value back into the quarterback position. It's just, it's really cool to see guys like Patrick Mahomes go in the first two rounds like they should be based on the talent that they have and Deshaun Watson going in the third round. And it, it let's get some value back on the quarterback position. And the way to do that is when you play in the super flex, you could start two quarterbacks. So ultimately, I just wanted to wrap up, put a bow on the, the quarterback discussion. It's a really deep position. Because of that, why don't we add the super flex, try it out. If you don't like it, Next year, you can go back to your one quarterback. That's what leagues. we're doing. I know you did the same thing in your league. You and, it, and it was, uh, you know, it was well received. A lot of people actually liked playing with two quarterbacks, and a lot of people. It's a quarter, quarterback. Uh, it's a keeper league, Greg. Yep. A lot of people drafted rookie quarterbacks late. Baker Mayfield went with like one of the last round picks. I took Josh Allen, one of the last round picks, and you know those are potential keepers now in a in a deeper super flex format because of. Uh, because of how they performed last year and, and what we're projecting them to do this year. So it just makes the court, the the draft even more fun and a little bit deeper and being able to draft, you know, some of these rookies that have upside, like perhaps Dwayne Haskins. I mean, for years to come, maybe he'll have some upside as well. So players that we're not normally looking at, if we play in a one quarterback format, we start to look at these players because of uh, because of the super flex. So I would, I would just 
I would give everyone the advice to try it out, see what happens. If you don't like it, go back to your one quarterback leagues. Tomorrow during the fantasy hour, we get to running backs. We have that scheduled all week long, so we shouldn't bleed too much uh, into our action hour. Speaking of the action hour, Players Weekend's coming up. For MLB, I have a list of names that Darren Ravello has tweeted out uh, that are pretty funny. Would you like to hear them? Yes, I would. Uh, overall, what do you think of the, the players' weekend jerseys that they normally play with, Greg? I think it's stupid, Frank. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I think that... Oh, it's fun? I hate it. No, that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> I say if you're, like, I think it's stupid that you're... Grouchy, Greg. That you're not even letting me finish. There you go. Go. I think Floor's it's yours. stupid that these guys can't do this on their jerseys full-time. Like, I love what the XFL did. He hate me. Like, that, that was a moniker for this dude. If Shane Beaver wanted to write not Justin on his jersey permanently, why can't he? That's f- I mean, like, permanently? Why not? That's a little crazy. All right, right? grouchy Frank. <laughs> no fun, Frank. No, I mean, uh, I like it for a weekend out of the year. Why? Maybe why? even a week. I get, we can extend it to a week, Why right? can't they do it all the time? I mean, time? they completely changed the, the way that jer- the jerseys look, too. I mean, I'm we just, can't get rid of the pinstripes for the Yankees. Oh, Come on, Greg. Uh, the Yankees out of it. No, no names. But, yeah. like... <laughs> For teams that have Yankees names, are the exception. For teams that have names, why does it have to be your last name? Yeah, I mean it's a fair question. That's fine. Like if we're wearing normal jerseys and you want to put your nickname on the back, like people should have the option. That's fine. I don't have that's a problem all I'm with saying, that. Saying the option. That's sure. That's fine. Thank you. That's what I, I, mean. I really like it. I, I like you it probably, for the weekend out of the You year. probably didn't see that coming. I did not. No, right. That's why I got I got to let you finish sometimes, Greg. Thank you. Most times, Shane Bieber, not Justin. Not Justin. Saw Love it. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I, would, I would actually buy that, Greg, because I'm a huge Shane Bieber guy. Uh, Carlos Estevez. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a reliever for the Rockies. Uh, Do you know who is also named Carlos Estevez? Carlos Estevez. Yes. Um, would that be... It's a hard one. No, nah, I don't know. That is the real name of Charlie Sheen, is Carlos Estevez. Would have never guessed. Like Emilio Estevez? You okay. Carlos Estevez. Emilio! Right. So he's putting on the back of his jersey. Wild thing. I was going to say something... Uh, like Tiger like, Juice? Uh, like winning? Mighty Ducks related? Because I, I uh, thought Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez, Estevez. yeah. 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 Carlos I was a little Estevez. confused. Uh, okay, so wild thing. Makes sense. Yep. Evan Marshall's going with Forgetting Sarah. That's great. All right. <laughs> George Springer's going with Jorge, spelled H-O-R-H-A-Y. Okay. For George, right? Get behind that. Justin Upton's going with J, and then the emoji arrow up. I wonder how many emojis are going to get worked in here. I'd have to imagine a decent bit. Joey Gallo is Pico de Gallo, as in Pico de Gallo. <laughs> Chris Negron like is Negron. Big fan of Pico de Gallo. He's Negron James. Negron James. Negron James. Tony Watson, the reliever, is Tone Ranger. Tone Ranger? Yeah. All right. Clint Hurdle wants you to know he's not done yet. That's what's on the back of his jersey. <laughs> It's going to be the opposite of Bruce Bochy. Just about done. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Dovidas Nevaroskas? Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, his is, that, back- is that the actual person's name or yes. is that the nickname? No, that's his name. Oh, all right. Uh, the Can you spell of- that out for me? Uh, D-O-V-Y-D-A-S. Okay, I found him. Uh-huh. Uh, the back of his jersey just says Lithuanian. <laughs> well, there you go. That explains it. What team is he on? He is on the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Uh, I'm going to guess he's a relief pitcher. Sounds right. Jay Bruce is going with the obvious here. Uh, Dovidas Navaraskas. Dovidas. Navaraskas. Yeah. Has made 10 appearances this year. Is a 10.61 year. So he's not great. <laughs> Jay Bruce is, as I said, going with the obvious of Bruce. Boo. You know what to do it for you? That's boring. I'm going to say my favorite one till the end. It's great. Uh, Drew Gagnon is the great Gatsby. Great Gagsby. 
Sure, that's fine. Apparently, Giancarlo Stanton has one. Don't know why. He's not playing. Yeah. It should just be uh, the ambulance emoji. That's what it should be for him. Agreed. He's going with Parma Giancarlo. I, I can't support anything he does. All right. So, let's J- get past that. J-Half is going with spelling the words out. J-Dot, J-D-O-T, A-Dot, A-D-O-T. Oh, like average depth of target for fantasy football. Greg. You are a loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. I mean, this is we talk about this stuff for a living, Greg. We should probably know what ADOT is. You're a loser, man. He's just doing it for ADOT for like his ADOT. I got it, name. Greg. Yeah. yeah. He should probably also uh, yeah, focus on pitching. You don't, J-Hap, you don't get a nickname. That's, that's my analysis here. If you suck, you don't get a nickname. How about that, Greg? That should be the incentive for players to want to play well. You want to have a nickname on the back of your jersey? Don't suck. How about you actually play in games, Giancarlo Stanton? Or how about you not suck, J-Hap? So if you want a nickname, you have to meet a certain threshold. Or if you want a nickname, it has to be revolved around you sucking if you suck. Yankees have won seven in a row. So that's what it should be. J-Hap still sucks, Greg. He's got an ERA over five and a winning record. Eric Thames, his back says, phone home. E.T. All right. Those are his initials, E.T. What would yours be, Greg? Put you on the spot Nothing here. Something creative, probably. I mean, you got to go back to the, the high school G-Sus yeah, talks, G-Sus right? talks, yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. I really like that. It's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Burns is going with third degree. That's fine. All right. Alex, still really bad Alex player. Avila is going with Parkman. Alex Avila? Parkman. Like, I don't know. Maybe he should say, uh, my dad's a bad GM. That's a very nice friend. <laughs> Chad Smotka is going with Chewbacca. Sure, that's fine. Jerry Blevins is going with Jerry, Jerry, wow. Jerry. All these former Mets are uh, not very creative, I see. Mike Fultonevich is going with High Voltage. Sure. Just recalled by the Atlanta Braves, by the way. Luis Ortiz is going with Baby Bartolo. <laughs> is this guy fat? I would assume he is. Luis Ortiz. Makes our fat guy awesome. Like if I, I Google Luis Ortiz, I get the, the Cuban boxer. So, Luis Ortiz, baseball player. Yeah. Uh, that would be... Um, he pitches for the Baltimore Orioles. Is fat? <laughs> well, if you're a pitcher on the Baltimore Orioles, you can't be good. Uh, yeah, I mean... He's got some baby fat. You know? he's, right. a, he's a little chubby. You're ready so for baby my, Bartolo. You ready for my favorite one? What do you got? It's somebody that we've owned in fantasy this year. Is he good? Nope. <laughs> it's Josh. Probably it, our entire team. It's Josh Fegley. Gosh. Uh, his nickname on the back of his jersey says PTBNL. What's he one of those? Player to be named. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's an awesome one. We see a lot of trades go down in the MLB yeah, with yeah. the PTBNL evidently, player to be named later. Evidently, it's something he's been before. Josh Fegley. He's probably been that more than once in his career, I probably would imagine. Probably so. Poor, that, poor Josh Fegley, man. I thought that was very funny. He was, uh, he was having a fine year, and now he's hurt. I've had to drop him in a few two-quarterback leagues, but shout-out to Josh Fegley. He wins the award for maybe not the most creative, but one of the most creative... Uh, Nicknames here on the Players Weekend yeah. jerseys. Do we have all of them available? That's or? the only ones I have seen. That's from uh, Darren Ravel. I'm probably going to get all, all rise for Aaron Judge, I'd imagine. I assume that um, Mike Talkman would be the, sock, be the sock man, right? Didi has to have emojis because he always does like the nightly recap. Yes. He uses all the emojis involved. Can we just get like the knights on the back? 
Sir Didi, something like that. That'd be cool. We got to get that for Didi Gregorius. DJ LeMahieu would probably be something pretty funny. Or he could get he could have the emoji of the machine, right? Because he's been uh, labeled, nicknamed the, the machine right. by Gary Sanchez. Maybe I'll just say the machine. I mean, the guy is a machine, yeah. too, right? I mean, no one's going to catch him. He's winning. Is he winning the AL batting title? He's got it. I think so. He's at like he's over three thirty. Yeah, I think thirty-eight ish. The machine. Shout out to DJ LeMay. Not a machine. Greg and Franklin, they bet. We'll talk about that next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Final few minutes of the program here on the BFFs. Frankie Stample, Greg Sussman with you. It's been a fun quarterback-driven show. Very fun. Now let's do the not-as-fun part, Frank. What would that be? Uh, be I would like to assume everything we do on the show here is fun, Greg. Not when we lose money. I don't like losing money. Well, that's true, but it's fun to make fun of you so I can do that now because you went 0-2 last night, Greg. How does it feel to suck? You didn't want to win last night, Frank. One more win than you. One more win than me. The, <laughs> the Mets. I bet against the hot Mets. This is what happens. How dare you? Let's go, Mets. Doo-doo-doo. I did get uh, an obligatory Michael Florio text after the Mets won last night saying something like, hottest team in baseball with like eight L's. I'm glad I wasn't on that text. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so he texted me that, and it was right when the Yankee game ended. So I responded, uh, yeah, man, the Yankee game just ended. Happy you watched. The Sock Man! Exclamation point. And that, and that was it. And then he sent me a few expletives involving the Yankees, and he was mad that the Brewers and White Sox took the lead late, something like that. That was the end of our conversation. My Met fan friends in our group chat were going nuts about the Mets, how hot they are, amazing. And I was like, hot. I mean, look, if you're if you're a Met fan, you waited all season for this. It's finally happening. All it took was a uh, a Marcus Stroman trade, a non Zach Wheeler trade, and and what do you know? You, I don't know, have one of the best rotations in baseball. The Mets are hot, man. They're uh, they're nine and one in their last ten games. weren't they on a six or seven game winning streak? They lost one, and now they're they've won four in a row again. They are eight and a half out of the division. I'd say that's out of reach, but they are now two and a half games out of the wild card. And dare I say it, you get Jacob Degrom in a one game wild card playoff. If you have to face Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, and Stroman in a best out of five series, Greg. We said that. You don't want to face I mean, the Mets. That's a, that's a reason for optimism if you're a Mets fan. I mean, this is a team that I was hoping to see when we made our preseason predictions, Greg. Yeah. I like the over on the Mets. Right. And I think it was like 84 and a half yeah, because this is the right. team that I was looking at. Sure. Not, great, not Stroman, obviously. Great pitching. Look, say what you want about their defense. And they deserve all the criticism that they possibly can get here because they're a team built around their pitching staff and their defense is absolutely brutal. But they have some bats in there. Jeff McNeil has been an awesome find this year. Michael Conforto, Pete Alonso doing their thing. Like they have some pieces on offense too. Like overall, they're they're not a bad team. As much as we like to joke around about the Mets, the bullpen should be better. Edwin Diaz has had a down year. There's no doubt about that. Seth Lugo has been amazing for them. Shout out to the Mets. Got to give credit where it's due. I'm giving credit where it's due. But the Yankees are just as hot. 
<laughs> you always got to bring it back to the Yankees, Greg. I just, just saying. I love it. The sock man. Sock man. Shout out to Sandro downstairs, the biggest Yankee fan I know. Biggest sock man fan I know. He showed me a graphic last night that was during the Yankee game. And it was, there's only six players to accomplish this feat this year. And of course, the cutoff was 175 plate appearances, which I'm sure is exactly what Talkman has this year. And it was like players with a 280 plus batting average, a, let's say like 850 plus OPS. And it was like Mike Talkman, Mike Trout, Basically, just like all the best hitters in baseball. Uh-huh. You got to love those graphics. Not Talkman, baby. The Sockman. Love him. He's hot. It's good or bets, Frank. I got to do better than yesterday. Hopefully. We'll be better. 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll start with the brew crew. The Pirates, Stephen Brault, Chase Anderson. Any love? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is a gambler's delight here, huh, Greg? Chase Anderson, minus 140 on the road, road going up against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are... One of the coldest teams in baseball. The total is nine and a half here. I don't dislike the Brewers. Chase Anderson is pitching well recently, not going very deep into games, uh, but it's just very obvious that the Brewers are a much better team than the Pirates, and you're getting them at you know, just one, mi- minus 140. So you don't have to lay that much juice here on the Brewers. I like them. As of now, they're not one of my best bets. I'll reveal my best bets at the end of the show. I like this one. I don't love it. Yankees and O's, Jonathan Holder opening today for the Yankees. Asher Wojciechowski uh, pitching for the O's. Uh, Yankees, obviously, the heavy favorite. Total of year is 11. We both loved the total in yesterday's Yankees O game. We were correct. It went way over. What do you think about this one? Yeah, it's uh, Asher Wojciechowski, who has pitched much better recently. Well, not his last start out, but the other two starts before that. You know, uh, he has actually pitched well. He's getting a lot of swings and sh- swinging strikes, but he's going up against this uh, Yankees lineup, which... Whoever you put out there right now for the Yankees is still hitting the ball and hitting well. I mean, there's a lot of weather concerns in tonight's uh, tonight's uh, Northeast action overall. So we'll have to pay attention to that in this Yankees game. Did they announce who the bulk reliever is going to be here? I haven't probably seen Nestor it Cortez. It's probably Nestor Cortez, though. Yeah, so I'm leaning towards the over again. I like it. I mean, the Yankees are just a huge favorite, minus 205. You're not getting any value there, betting on them. I like the total at 11 going over there. I don't love it. What do you think? Upset special tonight, the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Is that one of your best bets? No, it's my upset special tonight, though. Okay. Upset special. Uh, what do you get the Orioles at, Greg? I get the Orioles at plus 178. All right. Baltimore Yankees, money, line, money line, plus 178. Yankees throwing the opener here tonight. Um, beat up bullpen. Kind of due for a loss. Which Kowski's pitching much better as of late. Baltimore Orioles have... Basically half as many wins as the Yankees, Greg. Just reminding you. That's why it's an upset special, Frank. White Sox and Tigers. Game two of their doubleheader, Frank. Yeah. Daniel Norris letting me down big time. How'd the first one go, Frank? In the first game, uh, as of right now, the White Sox are up 4-2 to in the top of the eighth inning. But for the second leg of the doubleheader here tonight, we will have... Hector Santiago. Wow, blast from the past, Hector Santiago. He used to pitch for the White Sox, right, back in the he day? He sure did. Now he is back with the White Sox. He was in the, was the Yankee organization recently, the Mets? One of the New York teams. I don't know. Uh, I think it was the Mets, actually. Drew Verhagen going on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was the Mets earlier this year. I would say we could have a slobber knocker in this one based on the pitchers on the mound. I don't trust the Tigers lineup. This is the third stint for Hector Santiago with the White Sox. <laughs> Gosh, man. Uh, I like... I like the White Sox here, plus 104. 
They won last night, Lucas Giolito. That was uh, one of my best bets, so shout-out to Lucas Giolito and the White Sox. They're winning the first leg of the... I mean, the Detroit Tigers are the worst team in baseball. There's just no doubt in my mind. I like the White Sox here. I don't know if they're going to be my best bet yet. I'll figure it out the further we go into these games. But I do like the White Sox money line. Good old Hector Santiago. How can you go wrong? Come on. I'm not touching The homecoming I, for I'm Hector. I'm not touching this at all. All right. The Royals and the Red Sox. Jake Junis, Andrew Kashner pitching better as of late for the Red Sox. Total here is 10.5. Your boy, Jake Junis. My Greg. man. Uh, can I interest you in an upset special here? You can't, but you can interest me in one of my best bets of the night. One of your best bets of the night, we have Andrew Kashner and the Red Sox, who's been up and down since he's been a member of the, uh, of the Boston organization. Last night, we saw the Royals get shut down by Rick Porcello. This is an anemic offense right now. The total is 10.5. I think I see where you're going here, Greg. Best bet of the night is going under Under. 10.5 in this game. Royals can't really hit. Red Sox have been struggling as of late. I'm taking the under 10.5 in this game. KC Boston under 10.5. I get behind that. It's not a bad one. Mm -hmm. That is one of my best bets tonight. Angels and Reds is Anthony Desclafani. Jose Suarez. Desclafani and the Reds are minus 150 tonight. Minus 150 are the Cincinnati Reds. Anthony Desclafani, 6-6, 0-7 ERA, Jose Suarez. Not nearly as good. Left-handed pitcher pitching in the Great American Small Park tonight. He's 2-2 two two with a 5.66 ERA on the season, Greggy. The Angels, they've been pretty good against righties here on the season. Uh, I'm a little bit interested here in this game with a total at 9.5. Can we get enough out of the Reds here? I like this. Let's make this one of the best bets of the night. Greg. Here we go. We're going over 9.5. Jose Suarez and Anthony DiSclafani, um, the Angels just don't strike out. That's what it comes down to. They put the ball in play a lot. They have the best player in baseball on their team with Mike Trout. I think they get it done. They get it done enough against Anthony DiSclafani. Let's say they put up like three, four runs. I think the Reds are going to be able to put up some runs against the Angels as well here. So I like the over nine and a half in the Angels and Reds game. I can get behind that too. In, in Cincinnati, I can get behind that, Frankie. I like that. Let's do it. Marlins and Mets. These Mets go for another win here, facing off against old friend Hector Noesi with Zach Wheeler on the mound. Wow, we and two minus we, two. When we were looking at the leaders in the minor leagues, wasn't Hector Noesi like pitching really, really well this year? Really, I would like to put, pull pull that up. That is a former Yankee great, Hector Noesi. That's right, right Craig. Yes, now thirty two years old. Talk about a journeyman. Uh, this year in AAA, he had a three point eight two ERA in the PCL. 133 strikeouts and 125 innings pitched. All right, so not pitching nearly as well as I thought he was. Man, get, try and get in front of the Mets tonight if you, if you want to, but they are hot. Zach Wheeler coming off a great start. This is, a, this is a really good spot for the Mets, obviously. They're minus 290, though. I mean, there's just there's no value here. The total is 8.5. I can see the Mets putting up some runs against Hector Noesi, but can't say the same thing about the other side. I don't really love this game unless we're parlaying it with something later, Craig. Okay. You know I don't like to do that. All right. Fair enough. Not touching this one either. Um, Ariel Hidorado, Zach Plesak. The Indians are a heavy favorite in Cleveland. The total for this one is 10. Yeah, Zach Plesak has uh, since been recalled. He's made a few starts again here with the Cleveland Indians. The Rangers have actually performed well against right-handed pitching so far this year. Ariel Jurado has not pitched well this year, and the Cleveland Indians are hot. They yes, have they Yasiel are. Puig mm-hmm. and Fran Mil Reyes now in their everyday lineup. 
Can't touch the Cleveland Indians at minus 205. I do think some runs could be scored in this game. I don't hate the total here at 10. What do you think, Greg? I don't hate it. I think I, I think we could see some runs. In I don't tonight. hate it. It's not my best bet, but I don't hate it. I agree with you. I like it, don't love it. I like it, don't love it as well. Blue Jays and Rays, Adam Kittridge getting the start as the opener tonight for Tampa Bay. Trent Thornton going for the Blue Jays. Rays are just so banged up, man, but they keep winning their heavy favorites tonight at home against Toronto. The total is eight and a half. That also seems weird to me. Do we know who the bulk reliever is going to be for the Rays coming out of I don't. Out of this one? Maybe it's like Jalen Beats. Maybe he pitched recently. It could be Ryan Yarbrough. Ryan Yarbrough also in the mix here. Uh, Trent Thornton coming off a uh, pretty good start recently. Total is eight and a half here. Yeah, I mean, that seems a little bit low, but the odds makers are smarter than us, Greg. Mm-hmm. Minus 205 for the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, the Blue Jays have actually performed well on the back of Bo Bichette, man. How about Bo Bichette? How about Bo Bichette? He's coming up and taking the league by storm here as well. Really, really fun to watch him earlier on in his career. I'm going to give you an upset special as well here tonight. Here we go. You're going with Baltimore. I'm going with Toronto. They're hot right now. Oh, Frank I'm riding Frank upset special, Toronto people. money line plus 178, the upset special tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. Kind of like the over in this one. Yeah, I mean, at eight and a half. It's not crazy. Not at all, man. I, I might come back to this. This is my, one of my best bets. I might come back to it. Eh? The Cubs are led by John Lester tonight at home against Brett Anderson and the Oakland Athletics. Cubs are not a big enough favorite. They're only minus 140. You don't think they're a big enough favorite? Well, your boy Brett Anderson has pitched uh, mighty well recently and on the season, just overall, right? Doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Soft-tossing lefty pitches to contact, but he has pitched well. Let's see how the Cubs and the A's have both fared against left-handed pitching so far this year, Greg. That would be uh, the Cubs are 22nd in WOBA. And the Oakland A's are much higher. So that's why we see that here. The A's are fifth in weighted on-base average against left-handed pitching. I think the Oakland A's compete in this game tonight, Greg. So uh, I would disagree with you. I like it. It's not one of my best bets. I, I like the Oakland A's money line. Tonight. I like the under, too. You mentioned before that Mike fulton is making his return to the major leagues. He faces off against Jose Barrios and the Minnesota Twins. Twins are a heavy favorite. Yeah, I don't really want to get in front of this Twins lineup. They're one of the best in baseball. Uh, it's a lot of juice to lay, but I do like the Twins in this one, Greg. Anything else that stands out to you tonight, Frankie? Uh, overall, Zach Greinke's debut, that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I like Anibal Sanchez I was gonna say and the that. Nationals. There it is. Moneyline, minus 112. Is that a best bet for that's you? That's a best bet for me as well. Same as Absolutely. Same for me. Absolutely. I also like that over in the Blue Jays and the Rays. All right. We're done for today. 22-hour break. For Danny, EY, and Alex, he's Frank. I'm Greg. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. We, we hope. hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Let's jump right in. Yeah, I mean, quarterback is at the, I would say, the most important it's been in a long time because of how many leagues are adopting now the Superflex 
strategy and, and the super flex format for leagues, which is where you start two quarterbacks. So if you still play in a one quarterback league, yes, this show is going to be helpful for you because I'm going to give you you know quarterbacks that I like, guys that I think that are going to outperform where they're being drafted, breakouts, so on and so forth. Uh, but overall, you need to know some of those later quarterbacks as well because if you do play in super flex or two quarterback leagues, you got to know who to target in those middle to later rounds. And basically don't make the same mistake as I did. I agree. <laughs> Ultimately, uh, I, I agree. So when I, we go over quarterbacks, if you don't mind, I know every auction is different, but I want to at least get those numbers out there for those players. Though. Sure. All right. So number one quarterback for everyone is Patrick Mahomes. We're not messing around there. How much would you pay in an auction, Frank Stample, Patrick Mahomes? So everyone's auction values are going to be different depending on how much your budget is. I would say the standard is what, $200? That's what you play in? Yes, sir. So... For Patrick Mahomes, let's go with hmm, like around thirty dollars. I'm not saying what you would do. Yeah, around thirty. Around thirty bucks. So the number I have yeah. here is about twenty five dollars. So not not dissimilar. So I was thinking around like a third round player, like a late second, early third round player, probably goes for like around thirty bucks. So that's what I was thinking in terms of like comparing it to his ADP. So I think probably yeah, like in that twenty five to thirty dollar range, I think is fair for Patrick Mahomes. Would I do it? Probably not. I wouldn't necessarily do it either, but I think $25, it's the right amount for Patrick Mahomes. Is he your number one quarterback as well, Eric? Yeah, for sure. Right. Not even a single doubt. And everyone's yeah. saying, oh, he's going to regress. He's going to regress. I mean, is he? <laughs> do, we, do we know that for sure? I mean, he's just, he was healthy all year, another year in the Andy Reid offense. I mean, if they have a healthy Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill... Will he regress? Will it? Will his touchdowns go down? I don't know. I'm not convinced. They could. They could go up. We could be seeing history in the making. This could be one of, if not the greatest quarterback to play the game. Yeah, I mean, this is a generational talent that we're talking about here. I mean, the things that he's able to do on the football field, the no-look passes, the mobility, getting out of the pocket, making plays off of his back leg. He can make all the throws in the NFL. Uh, you know, he has all the weapons that you could possibly ask for. Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey in the, the short to intermediate. You know, he could throw the ball to Damian Williams as well. Tyreek Hill down the field. He threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns last year. Obviously, no one is projecting him for that. Would it surprise me if he came close to those numbers again? No, it would not. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. 